Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Deemer, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Hello out there to all of you friends, and I just wanted to say welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host. And if you have a business and you need somebody to help you with your writing, please uh, look me up. I'm going to leave some information in the show notes about how I can help you with things like uh, web copy, new brochures, new business cards. If you need some help with a blog post, that's my specialty. Um, just hit me up because I, um, I write for a living and I love the written word and I love to help people in my community to help their business find the right customers. So just check that out in the show notes and let's get started with today's episode. So for today, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit how there's this very strange connection between forgiveness and fixing your health. Now, that might sound very strange and like one has nothing to do with the other. But it is very interesting how a lot of people fear both. A lot of people fear fixing their health, in other words, healing. Because once they're healed from, say, a very bad prognosis or a, a disease that someone says, you know, could take your life and you're suddenly healed from it or something that you are fearful that could possibly take your life, but yet you heal from it. Um, there is a strange um, unacceptance of that as well as how fearful people are of forgiveness. So let me get back to, let's back this all up so we can discuss how these two interlink. When you have to, I've, I've done podcasts on forgiveness. I've done podcasts on your health. I've done podcasts on self-care, but I have not ever done a podcast on how people have this fear of what happens to them when they do forgive or what, they, what happens to them when they do finally heal themselves. And the, the, the connection, you guys, to both of those things is change. These are dramatic changes that happen within your life when you do either one of those things or both of those things. So let's start with forgiveness. We've talked about forgiveness on the podcast before, but forgiveness is something that you don't do for the person that has done you wrong. Forgiveness you do for yourself. Because you cannot move forward until you have forgiven. And I'm not saying to um, make excuses for or um, accept what the person has done to you. 
I'm saying accepting the fact that what is done is done. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to condone what they did. What I'm saying is, is forgiveness for the person that has wronged you is not for them. And it is for you so that you can move forward with your life by letting go of the familiar past. We tend to hang on to um, our anger, our animosity, our resentment, and we carry it around like baggage. It is something that we almost feel as if we have earned the right to be angry because of what has been done to us. And so because of that, that becomes part of who we are. It becomes part of our identity. It becomes part of our, um, our makeup and our chemistry of the way we're living our lives. So if you truly forgive somebody that has wronged you, somebody specifically if you've been wronged in a way that is so detrimental to your health that makes you feel like you've just been devastated, like the rug was completely pulled out from underneath you, you've been blindsided, um, it's a blow that was crippling. In order to forgive something that is that catastrophic, it's not about the person that did something wrong to you. It's about forgiving so you can move forward. It's acceptance in the fact that what was, what has been, happened. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that you condone the behavior. I'm merely saying that you forgive because you can also forgive in the, in the way of saying, yeah, that person was ignorant enough too. That person was stupid enough too. That person was um, basically fearful enough too because they were not living a life of love. You either can live in love or fear. Those are really the only two things that everything else stems from. So it's almost like you can have pity on this person that was so horrible that they did something so terrible to you but you don't have to live there anymore. You can let it go. When you do though, sometimes people, they don't know how to behave not holding on to that resentment or that animosity anymore because that's something that maybe they, hang, they held on to for years and it kind of became part of their makeup, became part of who they are and they don't know themselves or their identity without holding on to that. So it can be a huge shift and a huge change and very scary. Let's move on to um, the fact that some people are fearful of letting go of their poor health. Not necessarily poor health. Let's rephrase that. People sometimes are reluctant to let go of the stigma of a diagnosis. So say you're diagnosed with lupus or with fibromyalgia or cancer or Lyme's disease or something that is really debilitating. And let's move forward in the fact that maybe you've healed that. It's hard for people to sometimes let go, especially if it's been a long battle, because their battle with this disease or this illness or this syndrome has become basically who they have identified themselves to be. And they don't know who they are anymore without that particular thing attached to them. So for example, I have a friend named Willow Starr. She's fantastic. I will leave a link of hers in our show notes. She has, um, not only did she survive stage four cancer, but she has completely been cancer free now and is thriving and is extremely healthy. She's way healthier now than she ever was before she got that diagnosis. So she goes around the country 
trying to help people that have these diagnoses and have these stigmas with cancer and helping them to heal themselves, both um, physically and emotionally, from cancer. She has run into some folks that found it very difficult when they really became cancer-free to accept it. It's almost like they were reluctant to believe that they were finally cancer-free. And in my opinion, I see that this is something that they, they're having trouble letting go because that became their life raft. It, the, the saying I have cancer, saying that I, I have this disease or this ailment and battling that, the battle became who they were, the warrior. But without having to be the warrior anymore, they're like their identity is lost. They don't know what to do with themselves. And they're fearful to let their guard down and say, oh, I beat this. I won. I came out on the other side. And Willow goes around helping these people to adjust to their new life in that, yes, they are cancer-free or yes, they have won the battle, but that they have more work to do. And um, sometimes it's the change, it's the shift in the mentality that people are afraid of. So I was listening today to a podcast from, um, it's an Oprah Winfrey podcast, and it was an interview that she did with a woman, okay, Carolyn Mice, M-Y-S-S, and she is a person that's an intuitive, she, um, she can read people's energy and help diagnose what's going on with them, but she was talking about the fact that when people heal, just like with forgiveness, they have a really hard time letting go. And I found it very interesting because I started thinking back into my own life and my own um, experience with other people that I've known that have had these problems. And I truly believe it to be true that if you find out that something is really bad wrong with you and you end up living with that battling it for a really long time, you don't quite know how to live without it once it's finally over because the ordeal of the, um, the event, and I want to call it an event because it's like an ongoing situation that you're dealing with. And once you finally have dealt with it and, it's, and you're healed from it, people don't know how to live on the other side without the battle. Same thing with forgiveness. Forgiveness, you could be um, wronged in such a way that you are so scarred and so marred and so devastated that you are living in this state of trying to, to fix yourself and trying to uh, learn to live um, beyond what has happened to you, that when you finally realize that the only way to escape the past is to forgive, people get addicted to the familiar past, you see, Whatever is familiar, we become addicted to, whether we want to admit it or not. And then projecting on living in the future, although it can help you to get through saying that uh, once I get through the situation, this is the, you know, that you can envision a better life and that will help bring you through. But moment to moment, you have to still be able to live. And then once you get on the other side, you have to still be able to live, even though you might have once identified with a, a stigma from either something that has happened to you or something that is going on with your health. Um, 
I don't know. I find the whole thing very fascinating. And when I was listening to this podcast on the Oprah Winfrey Super Soul um, podcast, she made some very valid points that made me really stop and think that the human condition is really, um, we, we, we gravitate towards the, either the familiar past or the, um, the future that we, that we perceive that we want to be better. And we forget to just live in the present because the present moment is all we really have. But people become attached. And when you have to let go of those things, change is inevitable. It's going to project you into a huge change. So for example, if you are finally healed, you have to learn to live a different life and it's going to create change. If you were hurt or harmed in some way and you have to forgive, once you let that go, you are left with no other choice but to live a different way because you can no longer hang on to that anxiety, resentment, or animosity that once you felt was part of yours that you had not only identified with, but you felt that you deserved. You deserved to feel that way because you were so wronged that you, um, you know, you earned it. And really, you guys, it's a terrible way to look at it. But unfortunately, most of us as humans, that's what we do. So to let that go and to forgive um, and basically saying, I forgive you because you were stupid or I forgive that person because they knew not what they were doing or even if they did know what they were doing, I forgive them because they could never have a life as fulfilling as the one that I'm having now with living a life of pure peace, joy, love, ease, grace. Um, you have to let go for yourself. And when you have healed an illness, you have to embrace that for your future. Um, and when you're living in the moment in what is the now, you have to be grateful for the now. And um, it's okay to, to have positive thoughts for the future because that's how we get, that's how we get through is, is knowing that it's already here though. Knowing that what you perceive as your future, you can also start accepting it and living as if it were your own right now. That will make you feel better immediately. And um, it may not already be yours just yet, but you can say that it is and start allowing your body to feel that way and react that way. And the chemistry and the makeup of your, your body will start responding from your heart to your blood pressure and your, um, the way that you um, emotionally feel. Um, it will just change everything. And people are afraid of change, but change can be very good. Um, I, I am not by any means um, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a health practitioner in any way, shape, or form. I've worked for them and with them, but it doesn't mean that I am, um, you know, authorized to give you any advice as far as that goes. I can only tell you from my own experience the way that I perceive things and how I truly believe is that we as human beings are afraid of change, but once we can embrace what actually is, we can come out on the other side so much happier, healthier, more productive, livelier, just full of peace, joy, love, and grace. And that's the way I want to live my life. Thanks everyone so much for spending time with me here today. I really appreciate it. I know that you can do anything that you want with your time and the fact that you spend some of it here at Beautiful Second Act means the world to me. Please don't forget to share out uh, the information to all your friends about Beautiful Second Act podcast so that they can start listening as well. 
And I'm going to leave in the show notes uh, links to how you can find my book, After the Fire. It's a book that I wrote about the 2015 Valley Fire that happened in Lake County, California. It's a romance novel and available on Amazon. And also, you can get a copy of it at my website, pattydeanerwrites.com. And if you want to hop on over to romancetravelandfood.com, you can find all the fun about the places that I have traveled, uh, restaurant reviews, recipes, and the like. So uh, have a wonderful week. Don't forget to tune in here every Tuesday and Thursday to new episodes of Beautiful Second Act, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye now.